Hey, uh, I'm Jiron, and I'm part of GoLangCasts.tv. And I'm Clay. I am also a part of GoLangCasts TV. We want to welcome you to our very first podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the good and bad practices in Go. And this topic is really for anyone, novices, experts. These are kind of some, some default best practices that everyone should embrace. And we just wanted to give you a quick heads up that these are just our opinions based on our experiences with Go. Uh, these are not like 100% set rules, but we think they're the best practices. Right, yeah, and, and here at GoLangCast, we use Go pretty regularly. Uh, we build apps across mobile, web, desktop, and server management. Most of those powered by Go. So the versatility provided by the Go language uh, and LLVM compiler not everything that we'd have to share would be uh, could be considered a best practice, but for the most part, the tips that we're going to talk about today, I think, gee, they're, they're pretty much everyone would embrace most of these tools, um, whether they're just starting off with Go or they've been using Go since its beginning. So I'm hoping that that this really you know strikes a chord with everyone and, and everyone sees the value in these these tips. Right, and it's just really to help. You know, kind of clean up your code, make it simple, readable. Um, that stuff is huge, especially when you're working on big projects with multiple de developers and so on and so forth. That we have a um, we have a set of guidelines to follow, a standardization of sorts. Yeah, quickly absolutely. Code. Yeah. yeah, I mean, overall, Go is a simple language. I mean, there's not a whole lot to the language. Standard library is is really small. There's there's what maybe a hundred, hundred fifty uh, internal like defined keywords and, and constructs to the language. I mean, it's just so minimal. So a lot of these things, a lot of these, you know, kind of packages and tips we're going to look at, um, most of them are actually going to be related to um, structuring your project and, and kind of assisting in an agile environment with other developers, as G said. Right. So uh, like getting right into our first kind of tip, I would say just start using interfaces everywhere you can. Um, if you notice in a standard library, there's quite there's quite a bit of interfaces out there, and it's just it's a huge way to just uh, help simplify your code. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. It's once upon a time I actually I hated interfaces. Um, really? Yeah, Why? Years ago, I, I worked with PHP. Shoot me now. You know, if I, if I knew <laughs> now, if I knew now what I knew. Oh <laughs> gosh. So I hated interfaces. Um, I thought that they were kind of redundant. They, they were overly rigid uh, and kind of took away from the language. And it wasn't until embracing low-level uh, languages that I really started to see the value in, in that rigidity. But interfaces all the way. Uh, with Go, I believe now you should have interfaces everywhere. Uh, I like to start to outline code that I'm going to build and architect with interfaces. Um, and I think it's better to have too many than too few because it's always easier to re-architect a project if you have enough interfaces to move things around and see, oh, this is the layout of this, this is how I'm going to set this up. just kind of gives you that high uh, overview. Right. And, and the thing I love about interfaces is I was recently building an OAuth project, and by using interfaces, I was able to create one quick initializer um, and use that object all the way around uh, because I had all these all these interfaces that interacted with each other with the functions. So there was just it was so much easier that I was only calling like my my consumer uh, basically my consumer object 
uh, just once, and then I was able to use it throughout my code. So it was yeah. kind of rigid at first, but it really just helped me move along much quicker. Yeah, that's a great point. And yeah, using interfaces helps you uh, with with different um, patterns, like a singleton pattern or, or whatever else. So a second tip that I think is huge is using Go format, GoLint, GoVet. I'm just going to combine them all into one. I mean, really, you could break each one up into a tip by itself, but really it's using some of the, both the, the Go packages. So Go comes with Go format and GoLint. Those are both built by Google, maintained by Google, used at Google. Um, they help you clean up your code. Go format basically make sure that all the indentations are properly uh, aligned and that they're, they're, they follow the syntax default. So maybe in your IDE you prefer two spaces instead of tabs and whatever else. I don't know. What do you what do you prefer, G, when it comes to tab spaces? Uh, I usually like two spaces or or tabs. Um, to me, it's just I want something consistent. That's it. Like I want whatever it is. I want it standardized consistency. So whenever I pull up anybody's piece of Go, my eyes can quickly scan what's going on without having to make sense of like what everywhere belongs inside what function and if statements and so on and so forth. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's it's funny because you know I'm kind of uh, anal when it comes to my indentation. I love my indentation to always be two spaces. I'm just I'm used to the space space or you know my IDE providing a tab and turning it into two spaces. And so at first it was like, oh man, I have to embrace this new way. And you know I really hate doing it any other way than what I'm used to. And call me old school, but what I loved about Go Format is being command line driven I just made a little script for my IDE and I use Atom so anytime I save a .go file in Atom it automatically calls go format on that file and formats it for me and yeah, I yeah. actually I think there's a package out there for Atom now too right so and, that's pretty cool and that's beautiful because you can just write however makes you feel comfortable but at the end there's still a standardization for the rest of us developers to read what you're trying to say Absolutely. Yeah, yep. I, I it works that. really well. Yeah. I would say on that front, I mean, there's, we mentioned GoLint, GoVet. Um, I'm actually guilty of, of not using those very regularly. Um, right. But I know that they're they're widely embraced by the community. I know that they're, they have a lot of support. And I myself will probably start using them more often as well. Yeah, I won't lie. I probably should start using GoFormat more than I, than I have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so moving on, we our, our last tip of the day, I would say, is using GoDeb. Um, best way I would describe it is it's kind of like gems for, for Ruby, if, if you guys have are coming from the Ruby world, perhaps. Um, the best thing it helps you do is just helps control all the packages you're importing and in what specific version you want to use, you know? Yeah, it works just like a, a Ruby gem, like if, if you've ever seen like a, a gem file. Um, there's a lot of other, I mean, Node Package Manager and, and any pretty much any major modern language kind of has some kind of package management system and, and GoDep is kind of the um, de facto standard in the community now that everyone's using. You put a GoDep file in your project root and in there you can uh, specify the specific versions of, of a package that you're using in your project. Um, it's supported with Heroku, it's scripted, it's easy to modify, it's, it's nice. Awesome. And that's uh, that's about all the best practices we have today for you. Yeah, yeah, there'll be more in the future. And uh, thanks for listening in. And keep it classy, go readers. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>